0: All right, welcome inside Flames Post Game Live brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers. The Calgary Flames and Vegas Golden Knights was on tap here tonight, and uh, the five game win streak for the Flames. Officially comes to a close, 6-1, the final score for the visitors in a game that, uh, as we touted from the onset, uh, was massive um, on both sides. Big opportunity for the Calgary Flames here to officially clinch their spot in the playoffs. And for the Vegas Golden Knights, obviously their chase to get back into a playoff uh, spot continued here as well. They end up uh, taking a huge step and a a little bit closer to uh, either the Wild Card or Pacific Division, uh, whatever way you want to look at it. Uh, Brian Parker, Ryan Dietrich alongside, and maybe just get your thoughts first on what what we saw here tonight and uh, inevitably what leads to the victory for the uh,
1: visitors here this evening yeah tough situation for the calgary flames tonight we knew we were going to see a very desperate vegas golden knights team out there and it's exactly what they were and you have to remember too last time vegas was in this building they got shellacked six nothing so you have to imagine that was fresh in their minds as well and yeah. you mentioned it there this is a team that was coming in fighting for the playoff lives three points out at the start of the night uh, you had to think we were going to see their best I think at points we did and that's a look at what you're going to see out of the Vegas Golden Knights over the next few weeks and potentially in the playoffs especially now that they're healthy
0: yeah and uh, a lot of talk this morning about uh, just sort of understanding the position uh, the opportunity but also um, you know a number of guys pointing to the fact that the you know can kind of control their own destiny still yeah. with the games that they have in hand and some of the opposition they'll face but uh, one of the
1: other things that came out of it was experience and did we see some of that uh, from the other side here tonight I think so and and Daryl Sutter was talking about it this morning. What makes Vegas such a formidable opponent? Because we've heard him sort of mention Vegas as being the measuring stick all year, being one of the top teams in the Pacific. We haven't gotten a good look at that because they've had such a rash of injuries over the course of the season. But we saw some of those guys that have had imp- impacts in long playoff runs to this point. Jonathan Marchessault, he chips in. William Carlson, guys that were there at the start in 2018 when they made a deep run to the Stanley Cup final. They contributed. They're going to be leading the way, especially at this time of year.
0: No question, and uh, certainly uh, played a big role in the uh, victory here tonight. Let's go through what we saw in terms of highlights through uh, this hockey game here tonight, and uh, right from the start of this hockey game it goes, and uh, it would be a Calgary Flames lead uh, at the beginning, and it uh, came thanks to a power play marker and uh, kind of a new look unit here, uh, but an opportunity to see uh, Rasmus Anderson along with Dylan Dubé, Cali Arncrook, Michael Macklin, and it's eventually Tyler Toffoli that helps play the uh, role of setup, man after Rasmus is able to hold the line.
1: Yeah, Rasmus won't get a point on the play but that's an exceptional play at the line to keep it in and you know it's good to see dylan dubay get rewarded he's really been on the right side of things over the past few weeks got a couple of points the other night to finish up that trip in seattle so to get the goal scoring monkey off his back only means good things for the flames right now
0: Absolutely. And so Dylan Dubé uh, figures in early on, but uh, before the end of that first period, in fact, it was just a few minutes later. Nice little tic-tac-toe passing. And this is a couple of those guys you talked about, Jonathan so eventually finds Jack Eichel who releases the one-time.
1: Yeah, Jack Eichel, not one of those guys that has the experience in a long playoff run, but there are very few players that can get that kind of velocity with that little of a windup. So a uh, good addition for their team paying off.
0: 1-1 after 1, and uh, the second period would uh, heavily favor the visitors. It would be Evgeny Dodonov scoring here, his uh, 19th goal of the season, and uh, this one was one that's kind of a scramble in front, and he eventually just finds
1: it. Yeah, tough play, too. Not a hard shot from the line, but it comes in and sort of breaks Chris Tanev's stick right near the knob, kind of takes him out of the play a little bit, kind yeah. of a theme, because there was a lot of pucks around the net for the Golden Knights tonight.
0: Yeah, and there's another one, and it uh, finishes off in terms of a rebound as well. By the way, I should mention that the on-off goal was just as the power play would expire, so it doesn't go in officially as a power play marker, but uh, this one would be the one that uh, ends up putting them out by two at this point.
1: And it feels like at this point, the tide was starting to turn. Vegas was generating a ton off the rush. The dam just started to break a little bit, and a tough little read there for Eric Branson, Nikita Zadorov. somebody need to take the body, didn't happen, it's a tough one to give up.
0: And right on top of the blue paint, uh, one more time, and uh, rush chances were one of those things that uh, Vegas looked like they were generating quite a bit of, it, potentially in that, uh, especially in that middle frame, and Jonathan Marchessault ends up getting this one once again on top of the blue paint.
1: Absolutely, and speed right down the middle, Marchessault flies in there, very difficult to pick up when he, uh, you he's know, flying in with stick on the ice, those are the things you need to do, fundamentals that result in good offense. There's one more
0: from uh, the Vegas School of the Knights. This would cap off the second period. This is a little uh, high-low point shot, deflected in front, and uh, should mention Dan Vladar comes in at this point in that middle frame as well. Nicholas Goua uh, gets
1: the touch. Yeah, Vladar played quite well coming in in relief, and that's just a tough one. Uh, good redirection, but also the fly-by screen, extremely difficult for the goaltender to pick up.
0: This is what would cap off uh, the night in terms of uh, offense, and uh, this one goes uh, William Carlson. I think he drew a couple of assists in this game as well, so he finishes with uh, a goal, and. Two assists, three points. Jonathan Marsh or so a uh, goal and two assists as well. So, uh, three point nights for uh, both of those guys. And, um, you know, as you mentioned, just some of their uh, character leaders playing uh, an integral role in this. By the way, I should mention Mark Stone makes uh, just his second game back, returning yeah. from injury, uh, missed close to 30 games. And so, you know, as this team starts to get healthier. Uh, you know, as Daryl's talked about it, not only leading up to this game, but at different points this year, one of the favorites for a reason in the Pacific Division, and maybe now starting to see what, um, you know, the potential is of a healthy Vegas Golden Knights.
1: Yeah, and you and I were talking about this over the course of the game. We're wondering exactly how healthy Mark Stone is at this point, because it's a back injury. Typically, those take a little bit longer to recover from, so uh, you know, the Golden Knights don't exactly have the luxury of time of maybe allowing him to wait until the playoffs and step in at that point. They need him now, because they're right on the cusp of you know are they in are they out so you can see it in his game he had a few chances tonight in tight especially working those hands that's kind of what he's made famous over the course of his career and uh, didn't go for him but you can tell steps forward after the other night in Vancouver played quite well but I think took another step forward tonight it's going to be a tough challenge to contain this guy down the stretch.
0: It, just quickly, we'll hear from Darrell Sutter in just a moment, guys. Just want to get to this first before we do, and that, that's Jacob Markstrom. I know he ends up getting yeah. pulled here on back-to-back games, but um, you know, maybe just a thought on what we saw from him, especially early in this hockey game. I thought you know, as the tide started to turn maybe at the end of the first period, as yeah. you noted, um, you know, some really big saves and just maybe kind of his night of work here tonight. I thought
1: he was the best Flames player on the ice. No question about it. And, you know, we talked about, you know, the energy that Vegas was gonna come out with. Well, how about the Flames? I thought the first six, seven minutes, they were good, but that's when Vegas started to turn things on. And right around the blue paint, this is where all the action was. Five on five, they really started to shift things, but it was on those first period power plays when they really started to funnel pucks towards the crease. Uh, Markstrom coming up with some massive saves to you know, preserve what was then a 1-1 tie. I mean, he he was good. Uh, Mark Stone alone in the slot finds Chandler Stevenson's side of the net. These are point-blank chances that he turned aside. You know, tough one when he gets the Yank, but he kept his team in it for as long as he could.
0: No question. Uh, 13 saves here tonight and then Dan Vladar only faced uh, I think it was 8 shots in the uh, yeah. final uh, whatever it was, half the game, 6 of 8 uh, to finish off this game for Dan Vladar. but uh, we'll see what happens here coming up on Saturday night as well in terms of the goaltending and and, and to, to be fair, this is as Daryl's talked about, you know, we've seen both goalies, we've seen eight or nine defensemen over the last few games we've seen many different forward yeah. combinations and again did tonight there is some opportunities here to get a better sense and, and and you noted this you know one thing he kind of gleaned some insight into some of the
1: thinking behind some changes here this morning yeah he did he was talking a lot about forward line combinations and d pairs and you know you just said it right there we've seen a lot of it some mm-hmm. due to injury and illness that has kept a few guys out over the past few weeks but You know, regarding matchups, you know, the Flames are likely to make the playoffs. They didn't clinch tonight, but we know that they're right on the brink of doing that. Who's going to be that first-round opponent? We might not know that until the final day or two of the regular season, but you can tell Daryl Sutter's already got the gears turning upstairs about how he wants to formulate his lines to best counter what the other team's going to throw at them. I think we saw a little piece of that here tonight.
0: And you got the games use them. So uh, eight remaining after here tonight, so there is still some more opportunities and starts... Again on uh, Saturday night against the Arizona Coyotes. All right, let's uh, hear our first uh, bit of post game coming after this 6 uh, 1 loss at the hands of the Vegas School of the Nights. Here's head
2: coach Daryl Sutter standing by. Sort of unravel, was it the hit on Chris No, I'd say I'd see it in the last couple of days.
0: Yeah. Just the carryover that you were talking about?
2: Yeah, correct. So
0: lack of motion, energy, yeah, urgency,
2: energy, emotion, those things. Like one team was way more. Focused and more urgent.
0: How do you get those things back into your game, back on
2: track? That's up to the individuals, up to the captains, up to the young guys that provide energy. That didn't bring much of that tonight.
1: The, the review of the 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 Kolzar hit team seemed to take a while. What was the explanation you were given? Well, that? it's because
2: of the rule. It's autom- it's automatic once they. Once they deem it was a blow to the head, then they look to see if it's a major or a minor, or or a match. Right? So they just deemed it was. Uh, the referee said went off chest, and then and then head. So it wasn't direct.
3: When something like that happens in a game, like one of your key players takes a hit like that,
1: what response do you hope for as a coach?
2: Uh, depends what you think it is. If it's a Dirty hit or just a hit, right? That's there's a there's a rule for it. Um, Jacob Markstrom obviously
0: gets
2: pulled. Yeah, I don't like doing that. Yeah. You know, I stop my. It's the, I've said that always. I've, I'm not a guy who pulls goalies, but I think tonight was different. I think the other night was trying to get some momentum out of our team. There, you know, because it was after the second period, but tonight it was more. I thought the players really let him down. I didn't want to leave him in there. What
0: what can your defensemen do more to support your goalies? Pardon? What can your defensemen do more to to help out or support your goalies in that situation? In? Just a couple of the goals. They looked like they were from the front of the net or lost. I think that's a group
2: thing. You know what? That's That's a checking thing. It's a group of five. I think that we weren't, that's... We weren't a very firm team in any of that part of the game at all. If you just do it on, on what we're really good at, uh, you know, not turning the pucks over not giving up odd man situations. That's what those were, right? So that's a, that's a lack of preparation on those players' parts, on our team's part, and I'll take responsibility for it, right? It's, you know, I've stuck with the process of letting them, and you give them a little bit, you got to take it back always. So that's the way it works. Is that alarming to you? point in the season? Not really. Okay, lots of guys with very it's a very it's no different than October, November, December, January, February, March, April, right? Last three days have been about individual achievement instead of team achievement. Very clearly
0: I I mean we used to be around the dressing room to see if there's a players only meeting or whatever. I mean is this is this the time for it? Do for you what? Sort of, for just like a players only meeting do you step back? Well I'm, I'm
2: not a, a player, player. <laughs> I mean, you have to look the whole picture. I mean, playing a team tonight that's a desperate team to, to get in, and this is a team that's still figuring out what it's like to be a, or have the opportunity to get in. It's not that hard to figure out, actually. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank yeah. you.
0: Right, there is some uh, thoughts from head coach uh, Daryl Sutter, and uh, talked about desperation, emotion, um, and some preparation here over the last couple of days. Uh, anything stand out? I mean, we can we're going to get to uh, the hit on Chris Tanev too, and just what the description was from the referee as well. But um, yeah, anything stand out in terms of what you heard there from the head coach?
1: A lot of what we saw in that highlight pack. We were talking a lot about uh, you know the, de- the details of their checking game, which I think at points, you know, head coach Daryl Sutter mentioning it there. Some of those were lacking. It led to some of the defensive breakdowns, especially off the rush working as a five man unit and being able to pick up the trailer keep going back to the goal by Jonathan Marsha so to me that's the prototypical example of what's gone well and what's been paid most attention to defensively for the Flames this year they typically don't lose guys in coverage that way and when you do make those kinds of mistakes especially against a team like that high caliber offense typically it ends up in the back of your net so obviously you mentioned eight games left in the regular season it's a great opportunity to shore these things up because come playoff time it's those little details potentially mistakes you hope to avoid them but often that's the difference between winning and losing
0: Yep, well, uh, well said, well put. Um, and then and we'll pick up on the conversation there on Chris yeah. Tanev too. I mean, obviously, ends up leaving this game at the end of the uh, first period, I guess it was. Came back right for the second, but it yep. was uh, the hit on uh, from Keegan Colazar and um, you know maybe the response to the Calgary Flames. And you know, I think that was the question was asked to Daryl Sutter, and he outlined it as it depends what type of hit it was. But uh, obviously, the review came back, and it uh, I believe the description was hit the
1: chest first, so it wasn't the principal point of contact, but automatically reviewed nonetheless. I think this is. What we expected to see from the Golden Knights tonight—not to suggest that uh, you know, Kolasar is you know, targeting the head in the situation like that—but we knew again the urgency and the, the desperation that they needed to play with. They needed to come at the Flames physically, and, and that was an example of it there. And you know, good on Kolasar in that situation too, not taking a fight with Milan Lucic, knowing the situation of the game and the fact that they had a lead at that point. You know, it's. Again, these little moments in the game where you're trying to manufacture emotion, obviously it's crucial to get the temperature rise a little bit too, but you have to be aware of what's happening in the game, manage it, make sure you don't put your team down a man because, as we know, special teams so crucial.
0: Well, and I thought, um, you know, early on, the physicality side, it it seemed like Calgary started to dictate that. For sure. Laid some big hits. It was Nikita Zidorov standing up, uh, Jack Eichel right in the first period. I mean, that was certainly a presence that was felt, and then we saw those conversations after. But uh, at the end of the day, obviously, it uh, goes towards the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, All right, let's go back, uh, get some more post-game reaction. Uh, Matthew Gachuk and Michael Backlund now at the podium. Michael, maybe just a thought on what didn't work for your group tonight.
3: Uh, nothing really worked, um, just not good enough. Frustrating in a game where you can quench and, and secure your spot in the playoffs to, to not have anything work like you said? Yeah, um, yeah especially Special team. They're trying to get in and, uh, you know, um, if both make it, we can play them again. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's tough loss.
0: Said that there's kind of been some carryover of just maybe not great habits or great play the last couple of days. I know you guys won in, against Seattle, but have you noticed that kind of those habits sneaking into the game right now?
3: I mean, we came off a great road trip, 4 0. It's not easy to do. Uh, yeah, first two pairs against Seattle was not pretty. Uh, we came out strong in the third and played really solid, and we wanted to carry that over to this game, and we, we didn't. Um, so yeah, um but you know, um yeah it's frustrating. Um not the way we wanted to play tonight. what can you guys do as a group to get back into the habits that Daryl's been talking about? For you guys? Yeah, it just seems like, you know, the last uh like you said we came off a good road trip and uh first two periods were not great last game, um which you know if you talk about it enough, it might carry over. But, you know, I thought we did some good things at the end of last game that we should have carried over, and we should have focused, you know, maybe on more just, you know, building off that. And I thought that got a early lead tonight, and they kind of got one at the end of the uh, end of first, and then, um, you know, second period obviously got away from us. Um, but they're a very, very desperate team um, fighting for their lives. Um, you know, with kind of the season they've had, you know, they we know that they're away better team than what the standing show. And, um, you know, ultimately, if you want to go far this year, it's going to have to go through them. So it's unfortunate that we kind of dropped the ball against them tonight. But um, hopefully we get another crack at them.
0: What did the on um, Chris Tanev kind of do for your group in terms of, you know, it looked like you, you were obviously trying to start, start something. But um, kind of, you know, make up for it or? Um, did You know, it
3: looked like kind of your game turned from that point on. Um, well, we obviously didn't really like the hit and obviously loved what Luch did, um, trying to go after him. And, um, you know, he wanted no part of that and wanted no part of, um, you know, kind of anything after that. So, um, but, you know, that's one of those things that I love to see from, from Luch, obviously. And I know the rest of the group loves to see that as well and just didn't like the hit, none of us
0: on, like, w- 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 why, like, the, w- w- the lack of emotion? I don't know if you can even call it that. I
3: mean, there was emotion, but, you know, the, the lack of urgency? Um, well, I, I thought that first period was uh, first period was good, and, um, you know, we had some jump, but um, there there shouldn't be a lack of emotion or lack of urgency, and I know there wasn't... Uh, I know we were emotionally engaged before the game, and just, just things didn't go... You now go our way out there, but um you know sometimes uh during a stretch like this over the last uh you know two games it's well it's always negative negative you know looking at that stuff, but I thought we had a good first period which we or a good start to the game, which we just got to build off of, and kind of I thought that carried over from the third last game, but um I thought obviously the second is where it got away from us, so we've got a a big uh test to try to get a win back on Saturday
0: you know, gives you confidence that you are going to
3: get out of it. Yeah, we're a good team. We've showed all year, so that's not an issue. We're in uh, first place in our division for a reason, so we'll be fine. Matthew, is it just a case where you, you turn the page and you have another chance to clinch on Saturday? I mean, I don't think you turn the page completely, but, um, you know, realize what went wrong, then you drop it. You can fix that, but you know it's not just turning the page and just forgetting about the, you know mistakes or stuff that went bad. I mean, obviously you gotta you gotta learn from it, but then um, you know, we can't get caught up in all the negative stuff and and all the mistakes and, and everything. Obviously, we, we have to learn from it, but um, this time of the year, you keep holding on to losses and does does us know we're holding on to the bad stuff instead of you know, stuff that's gonna help us. That's where uh, that's not gonna help us down the stretch. Nice yeah.
1: us. We haven't seen Jacob so have very often. So how much of tonight's sort of falls at the feet of the group as a whole?
3: Uh Well, none falls on the goalies. Our, everybody, all the players, forwards, and D just weren't good enough. Yeah. Okay,
2: thanks, guys. <clears throat> we call it the Ram 1500 Limited. But, truth be told, there's nothing limited about it. Ram 1500, winner. J.D. Power Award for Best Driver Appeal. All
0: right, Flames post-game Live brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers, wrapping up a 6-1 Vegas Golden Knights victory here at Scotiabank Saddledome Ice. And with the victory here in Calgary, it's the first road team to win in the season series. And uh, by virtue of that, uh, do win the season series head to head as well uh, two games to one, kind of the rubber match here tonight uh, nevertheless, uh, as Matthew put it, I think it was Matthew who, uh, in that post game, would love to have another chance at him uh, at some point down the road and uh, that very well could be the situation uh, tonight, Logan Thompson before we uh, take a look at the standings uh, a night for a Calgary kid to come back and an opportunity to play in front of his uh, hometown f- friends and family and uh, put on a bit of shows here tonight
1: If the Golden Knights make the playoffs this guy's the reason They've been ravaged by injuries. We talked about that a lot over the course of this show. But entered the night with a 921 save percentage. And, you know, he's been their savior. I mean, he's kept them in games. And as we saw tonight, gave him a great chance to win. And, you know, the Golden Knights came into the year. They thought they had their number one guy in Robin Lanner. He's had some injury issues. Laurent Boursois seemed like a pretty good insurance policy as well. He goes down. So what do you do? You have to dip down into the farm, and you bring up the guy with the silver pads who's from Calgary. It looks real good out there, and um, obviously it comes at the Flames' expense, so it's a tough one, but he's been really good for them, and mm-hmm. on some level you feel good for a Calgary guy who comes in and is able to do that in front of friends and family.
0: Yeah, no question, and uh, 35 saves uh, tonight. He's won five consecutive starts for the Vegas Golden Knights, and uh, onward and upward now eight uh, points in eight of their last nine games, and will uh, look to finish off their... Western Canadian road swing in Edmonton to cap it off. All right, let's take a look at uh, where we all stand after uh, tonight's action across the NHL out-of-town scoreboard. Just the one team so far in the Western Conference who's clinched as they quickly closed down on 120 points so far this year. But uh, there is the situation in the Pacific Division standings, 99 at the top. But Vegas now uh, two points back of the wild card spot and just one back of the Kings with a game in hand.
1: I was going to say, who do you think's more nervous right now? The LA Kings or the Edmonton Oilers at the prospect of you know going from? I'm not saying the LA Kings would be an easy first round matchup. Oh man, but the Golden Knights that represents a little bit of a different challenge, especially with the healthy bodies coming back and playing like they were we saw tonight. I mean, that's uh, that's a different animal, especially with the Kings. You know, the Golden Knights have sort of come out the other side of their injury issues. Drew Doughty out for the season the kings are still going through it so uh, tough finish to the year the one benefit they have they have six games left no playoff teams there the golden knights have a bit of a gauntlet facing uh, well they're going up to edmonton right after this so yep. it's yeah it's gonna be a ride uh,
0: i mean you can look at that two ways too one of it is uh, <laughs> obviously you got some stiffer competition by virtue of points but the other thing is that you do kind of control your own destiny you by do. the fact that you do i mean they get dallas will be one of their last games in the year uh, i think part of a road trip at the end of the year they got nashville i believe one more time here they got uh the teams that are ahead of them, they do face uh, in some form or another, too.
1: Yeah, and no different from what we're seeing here in Calgary. We know the Flames are going to clinch here in the next few days, and when they do, a uh, few games left in the season, but you start looking at the schedule, a lot of potential first-round matchups in there, too. So a lot of yeah. intrigue of how things are going to stack up head-to-head-wise, and as we talked about earlier in the show, how head coach Daryl Sutter is going to want to deploy things, what cards he's going to want to show the opponent. Who knows, but uh, keeping us on our toes here in the last stretch of the season.
0: Either way, the uh, X will have to wait for another day uh, to mark the spot because uh, it's not meant to be here tonight as the Calgary Flames fall 6-1 to the visiting Vegas Golden the Knights at the Scotiabank Saddle on part of this three-game homestand. And uh, there is one more game, one more opportunity upcoming, and that'll come on Saturday night as they welcome the Arizona Coyotes to finish off this homestand. And again, one more point and one more opportunity to lock up that final Uh, or at least the first uh, Pacific Division playoff spot, but uh, one final opportunity here on this homestand before heading back out on the road. Thanks for watching Flames Post Game Live, brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers. We'll see you on Saturday night.